0: Welcome to the Grace for the Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Leo. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you on your own growth journey by empowering you to live your life with authenticity, freedom, and confidence. We will get real and raw as we dive into honest conversations about life, faith, business, relationships, dating, healing, and so much more. My goal is that you would walk away from our time together feeling a little less alone, a little less crazy, and a little more brave to be yourself. I hope you will find yourself more compassionate to past you, challenged as present you, and excited for future you. Embrace the story. Welcome the messy of it all. Sit in the unknown. And most importantly, live authentically. So, pull up a chair in my virtual living room and let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome to another episode of Grace for the Growth. I'm so excited that you are here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you guys your opinion if you would let me know what you're thinking. So as promised, I've got lots of guest interviews coming up and I am so excited for you to hear these voices. I've already recorded with some of them and just going through and like Putting it all together. I'm so excited for this, but I wanted to get your opinion as far as guests versus solo episodes. So I'm totally open to publishing and posting those guest episodes as they come in. Um, or if we still want to like mix it up a little bit, we could do like a solo episode one week and then a guest episode the next week and then a solo episode and then a guest episode and we can kind of mix it back and forth. Or Do you want it to be just totally random or do you want it to be all guests or do you want it to be a mixture of both? Let me know if you have a preference, um, because I could really go either way. We've got lots of content to have lots of guests. Um, but, uh, if we still want to mix in some solo episodes in there, I'm totally willing to do that. Um. Just let me know. So, shoot me a message. Anyways, that's our housekeeping here in the virtual living room, the kind of like our announcements and all of that. I'm so excited for today's episode. I cannot shake this thought the last two or three weeks. And um, when I was just thinking through what this episode was going to be, it was just screaming in my head that this is what we're talking about. Today, we are talking about the labels that we wear. We talk about it a lot. We talk a lot about labels in this world and identity and all this stuff. And today I want to give you some encouragement, but I also want to give you some very practical tools and reminders about these labels and maybe even some labels that sneak up on us that we don't even realize are impacting our daily lives. So, Let's just dive into this conversation. I'm very passionate about this topic of labels because for me, I spent so much of my life living under and living controlled by the labels that others placed on me. And the older I get and the more that I do work and the more that I dive in and the more that I look backwards, I also realize that a lot of the labels that have impacted me have been labels that I've put on by myself. That I put on myself. Um, And some date back early, early, early to like childhood, like four, five, six years old, something like that. So um, some are from my teenage years, some are from being an early adult, but a lot of times, Uh, Labels show up consciously and subconsciously. When I'm talking about labels, I'm talking kind of about these I am statements. Like if I ask you, who are you? And you might say all of these things. A lot of times, you know, we talk about our occupation. (laughs) We're guilty of that. Um, But a lot of times, you know, like for me, like I am an extrovert. Like I am a people person. All like those kind of labels. But if I'm being really honest, there are some labels, especially over the last, you know, 20, 25 years, there are some labels that I might not ever say to people, but I was definitely living them out. And I was definitely living as if this, these labels were controlling me. And so, um, so really, if you, ha- if you have time, um, I want to encourage you. This is a really great exercise, and I did this. I- I've done this multiple times in my life. But I would love for you, if you have the time, you can pause this episode um, or just come back to it and do it. And I would love for you to get out a piece of paper or pull up a doc on your computer and just write I am. And I want you to write these labels. I am, I am, I am. Fill in the blank and i want you to be really honest like really honest with yourself no one's going to see this other than you i want you to be very honest with what are these i am statements they could be as deep or as like not so crazy as they seem you know they could be as deep as i have i am someone who struggles with anxiety or I am somebody who, I don't know, you fill in the blank. I don't want to fill in the blank for you. Or it could be as, you know, kind of casual as I probably drive too fast on the highway, you know, (laughs) like, like just fill in these I am statements. That one was kind of a funny statement, but, um, I just want you to kind of start thinking about these things because it's really important for us to get all of those out on paper. Okay. So that's the first thing I want to do. If you want to pause now, you can. Okay. So now that we have these labels or you're thinking of these labels, um, I want you to take a really good look at them or really think about them and ask yourself and look over them. What caused that label? Is it something you've always known? Is there a story behind it? Did a girl in middle school tell you that? Did a message either directly or indirectly from your parents make you adopt that label? Where did that I am statement come from? Seriously. Like just be honest. This is hard, this is hard work. I, I promise we're getting there. Um, but I think before we even dive into these labels and, and me just wanting to stand with you and encourage you. Um, I think we have to identify them first. So what I have done previously multiple times is I have taken those labels. And then what I do, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but follow me to finish the exercise. Then what I do is I look at these labels and I pretend that these labels are being said by somebody else. So if I'm writing down, um, you know, one of mine, I've talked about it a lot is I am too much. Okay. If I am too much is on my label and I'm like, okay, where did that come from? And I'm writing down the scenario or I'm consciously remembering the scenario. Then what I need to do is I need to pretend that the person who says I am too much is not me, is someone else some person that you're mentoring, a sibling, um, a girl in youth group, something like that. So I pretend that there's another girl who comes to me and says, Courtney, I'm just too much. And then I sit and then I write three or four sentences encouraging Courtney, not Courtney, encouraging that girl why I'm too much is not a negative thing. And encouraging her and empowering her. Or If it is completely false, encourage her with combative truths that combat that. Okay? So that's just like a a exercise. If that helps you, like it has magically helped me. If that helps you, go for it. But um, even if you don't want to get into that today, or if that feels like really deep or really self-reflection, um, I'm gonna go through and I'm just gonna give you some encouragement here about labels. So Here's the thing about labels. Um, we often live in these labels, live in these, you can call them stereotypes. You can call them expectations. You can call them boxes. You can call them filters. These filters of of whatever it is, we'll take the example of me being too much, okay? Because y'all know I have a big personality. So, um, So I'll just use that example all day. We take these labels, like for me, like I take this label of I'm too much and I dive down to it. I'm like, okay, where did that come from? It comes from a place in my childhood, comes from a place of feeling a little too crazy, a little off the wall, um, a little energetic, a little dramatic. um, And what happens is there is this like, conditional response that we create with these labels like the label of Courtney you're too much is like that I mean it is I don't think anybody ever directly said you're too much but maybe somebody said you're being too loud or you're being very energetic or you're being very entertaining or you're performing or something like that and Entertaining is not a bad thing. Being energetic is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that But I created this mindset this filter of oh I don't want to do anything that makes other people feel uncomfortable or makes people feel like I'm too loud or i'm too Bothersome and so i'm going to hold back. I'm going to keep a lot of my thoughts to myself I'm going to control my energy And so I create this like mindset of I'm too much, so I need to pace and I need to relax and I need to chill out. And I lived years and years and years and years and years like this. And it was this moment, um, it was several years ago where, um, I was starting to do a lot of this work where I was really starting to dive into some of this identity and label stuff in my life. And. And I was working through these exercises and things like that. And so I was talking to um, a girl that was a, I was in small group with, and this girl, like I had been, I had been crazy about pursuing her. To get involved, to be a part of what was going on. She had an opposite personality of me, a little more timid, a little more reserved. um, And I just pursued her, didn't pressure her, but just pursued her to get involved, to be a part, to join community, all that stuff. And she just bloomed and she just blossomed over the years. And I remember we were just in small group and I was just kind of sharing about this work and she pulls me over to the side and she says, Hey, Courtney, I just wanted to let you know, and I just wanted to encourage you that, um, if you hadn't been the quote unquote extra, or if you hadn't been the too much, or if you hadn't been the energetic bubbly person that you are, I would have never stepped into the places that i've stepped into i would have never said yes because for me like i need to feel pursued and i need to feel wanted and you did that and you didn't let me be lost you didn't let me fall away you followed up you were intentional and because of that being involved has given me opportunities to blossom and to grow who i was created to be so i am here because of a domino effect a domino effect that was you being, quote unquote, too much. And your too muchness, quote unquote, I'm using all air quotes, I know you can't see them, but your too muchness was a gift to my life and has changed my life. And it was in that moment, I felt like all of this work that I had done to like start tearing down these labels and starting to like peel back all of these like messages that I had put on myself that I had allowed myself to be filtered Like they just started breaking and they started shattering away. And I was like, look, it is not everyone's cup of tea. It's not everybody's normal flow. Not everyone's going to have my personality, but God created me with my personality, with my skill set, with my strengths for a reason. And so many of us grow up for whatever reason, maybe they were conscious or subconscious messages. Maybe it was something that happened in school. Maybe it was something that happened in youth group. Maybe it was something that you were told about, quote unquote, who you were supposed to be. And so a lot of times we sit and we end up Creating these identities of who we are supposed to be instead of who we are created to be. And I hope that today I can communicate to you. And I just have a few short thoughts, I promise. But I hope today I can communicate to you and encourage you, be who you were created to be. That is what living authentically and finding freedom is all about. It is about peeling back these layers that have come from your childhood, that have come from legalistic religion, that have come from ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends, that have come from horrible friendships, that have come from horrible workplace situations, like all of these layers that have defined us. Learning to be authentic and finding that freedom is about pulling back these layers bit by bit by bit and finding the space to allow you to thrive exactly how you were designed for a purpose. Sometimes it feels like the world that we live in there's like a quote unquote right way to do things. There's a right way to church. There's a right way to be professional. There's a right way to do a job. There's a right way to be a good student. There's a right way. There's a right way. There's a right way. And the reality is the older I get, the more I realize how beautifully unique that we are all wired. And we live in a world that is so standardized. We live in a culture that is so standardized. And sometimes that structure is beautiful for us. And sometimes that structure is really harmful because it. It puts us in positions to adapt into personas that are not actually us. Another story about me is I, um, I've always been the girl like obsessed with administrative tasks. I loved school supply shopping and color coding. I got my first filing cabinet when I was like, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. Like I just, I love administrative organizational tasks. When people are like, Courtney, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, I want to Work in an office. I want to be an administrative assistant. And so guess what? My first job out of college, like that is exactly what I did. Did I have like any other like experience? I mean, I was doing a lot of performance stuff. I was a musical theater kid, like I was doing a lot of directing and writing. I was doing a lot of creative, entertaining stuff. But there was always this part of me that was like, I love being administrative and I love systems. And so um I just found my In those places, and I was really good at it. I was a really good administrative skilled person. I still am. It still equips me to do what I get to do at the pace and at the capacity that I get to do it, and I'm very, very thankful for it. However, years and years went by. Jobs went by and I realized that I consistently found myself in jobs of desk work, of busy work, of system work, and I felt like I was drowning. And it was after years of doing this and years of jobs of feeling like this is not it, I don't know who I am, I feel lost, I feel constricted, I feel confined, that a mentor pulled me aside and said, hey, um, I want to let you know something you are a people person, period. You need to be interacting with people. You need to be talking with people. You need to be building relationships with people. And I'm not just talking about the office depot rep that you get really good paper deals from. Cause let me tell you, I was the best at getting paper deals and like office depot reps loved me. Okay. (laughs) But like you need to be around people building relationships with people equipping people challenging people coaching people that is your sweet spot and your administrative part of you is your skill set and it helps you be a better more equipped people person and i was like what i was like excuse me. And he was like, you have found yourself and you've put yourself in this box because you're good at the admin work of I'm an admin work. I'm an operations person. I do this. I do that. Who are you? I'm an administrative assistant. Like this is what I do. I work in operations, like all this stuff that you're actually not stepping in to who you were designed to be, which is the people part. And he said, Courtney, what's your favorite part of any job you've ever been a part of? And I'm like, Um, when I either get to meet our clients face to face, when I get to go and see them on the field, when I get to go, I don't, it just depends on the industry when I'm leading other, um, and coaching and equipping other admins when I'm training that. And he's like, yeah, your favorite parts of your job are all people related. And I'm like, oh gosh, but let me tell you that conversation changed the trajectory of my life forever. And for the next several years, this mentor sat with me and coached me and helped me adjust my mindset mindset and shed that label that I had put myself in, that I had adapted, that I had worn forever and allowed me to step into this like new level of freedom. See, sometimes the labels that we wear on ourselves aren't things like – sometimes they're deep. Sometimes they're – I don't fit in. I'm always out of the loop. I'm the last to know things. I've made a mistake somewhere. I'm unseen. I'm unlovable. I'm too much. I'm not loud enough. I don't make a big enough splash. I disappear into the background. Sometimes those are the labels. I'm sorry if I just hit a nerve, but I'm actually not sorry because this is what we're here to dive into. But sometimes the labels that we wear are about the boxes we have put ourselves into our jobs. Or our relationships or our families. For me, another label is I, I'm trying I don't want this to be all about like my experiences, but I want to let you know like talking about the label of I'm too much is like a childhood label. Talking about the label of being very administrative and how I've had to adapt and shift that mindset is very career focused. Um another label for me. Oh, gosh, I just lost my train th- of thought because I was like going, going, going. But um but one of the things for me that also comes from my childhood, I will remember it, I promise. Um, or maybe I won't. We'll see. <laughs> but um, but another label that that I want to identify is like from my from my childhood is um I I am an entertainer. Um when I was a kid. I would, there is home video after home video after home video. You can ask my sister, you can ask my parents. Like, there's so many home videos of me sitting and talking and narrating our daily life as if I'm on an episode of Sesame Street or Barney and Friends. Like, I would sit there and I'd be like, hey guys, today we are in the backyard and we are playing on a swing set. Thanks for watching. And like, move on. And like, that was. Just who I was like as a kid and somewhere along the lines I don't remember what happened but somewhere along the lines I got this idea in my head That that was not okay. That that was not cool. Maybe it was that was selfish. Maybe that was too prideful Maybe that I don't I don't know but somewhere I got in the lines that like that is not cool And it's funny because I remembered the second thing that I Was gonna tell you. I told you I was gonna come back. Um, I'm writing it down, I'm typing it, so I will remember. But um, let me finish this thought and then I'll go back into that one. <laughs> I told you I was gonna come, but somewhere along the lines, there was a thought about being an entertainer was was not a good thing, and it's only I, and so I just kind of like held back. Like, I think I'm a pretty funny person, but I held back, I kind of kept quiet. I kind of kept my creativity inside, rallied in a little bit, and it's only been in the last few years. Honestly, showing up online, like being creative online, being creative with reels and all of that stuff has really um, allowed me to step back into this entertainment part of me this part of me that is silly and funny and it allows me – I mean, if y'all don't think I'm funny, that's totally fine. I think I'm funny and there you go. But but, um, this entertainer part of me is how I was designed and it helps me to connect people to connect with people. Entertainment allows me to have different conversations, to make people feel seen and known and be like, oh my gosh, I totally get that. That's hilarious. Like, It is part of my personality, but I went years and years and years hiding that part of me, hiding that part of me. A few years ago when I was in a really unhealthy relationship, I completely pulled back from what I was doing on social media. I completely pulled back from being that funny, entertaining person because a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was the person that I was dating at the time would make all these like sly comments and not make me feel safe and not make me feel comfortable and would kind of criticize me on what I was doing or I was too silly or I wasn't serious enough or um, I wasn't reliable enough because I was – a little bit wild sometimes, or I would do different parodies, or I would dress up and do celine Dion reels, or um, if you know you know, <laughs> but um you know, I would do these kind of these kind of crazy reels, these kind of creative moments that are so healthy for me, and I kind of quit doing them for a while while I was in that relationship. Because I allowed the label that he was putting on me, that was a label somewhere happened that in my childhood and my teenage years to, to stop me, to pull me back, to hold me back. And I remember after getting out of that relationship and starting my healing process and when I started showing back up online and I started making funny videos and funny content again, I remember the dozens of messages that I got of people being like, I can tell you're back. I can tell you're you again. I think there was this mindset of, if I am entertaining, if I am funny, people won't take me seriously and so my words won't have power. It's deep. It's it's a layer. It's a a label that we wear, that I wear. And again, I don't want to put so many words in your mouth, but I want to show you how these labels that come from all random places are the enemy's ways of trying to take us down. And sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. We don't even realize that it's happening. The The label that I lost my train of thought of for a little bit was, it kind of actually goes in the entertainment one as well, but I got this idea somewhere along growing up that I needed to be the stable one, that I needed to be the reliable one, that I needed to be supportive in any way that I can. And so I found myself in high school and college and even after college um, not putting myself first, not paying any attention to myself because I was always showing up for it through people at the detriment of myself. I was always stable. I was always reliable. I was always there for people. I was anticipating needs and I prided myself on being able to anticipate people's needs, about being that sturdy one that people go to, the person that has all the ducks in the road, the person who's organized, the person who has the plan, the person who has the schedule. And some of those things are still true about me, but it's one of the reasons why I push self-care so much and self-love so much is because I allowed this label of, wow, you're such a big help. You're so reliable. You're always there for me. I Those aren't bad labels. Those are all good things, but I allowed them to internalize and define who I am at the detriment of myself, right? Here's the thing. We've got labels that we put on by others. We have labels that we put on ourselves. Sometimes we'll be able to identify exactly when that label came on us. Sometimes we just won't. And that's okay. There are labels that you outgrow. There are labels that once defined you that no longer define you anymore. There are labels and layers that you once lived in that you are shedding, that you have grown through that season. You are moving through those seasons. There are seasons where you have worn certain labels, that you have worn certain wardrobes, that you have stepped into these seasons and they no longer define you. It is a new season. It is springtime. It is like it would be so silly for you to be wearing your winter coat in the middle of an 80 degree day. What you wore in the previous season does not apply to this season. And so it's time to shed those layers. Time to shed those layers and live authentically, live presently. The things that you walked in, the things that you wore, the things that you carried, a lot of those things don't fit you anymore. You have shed some stuff. You've lost some weight. You are growing. You are on this journey. And if we're sitting here, we're talking about grace for the growth and we're talking about our growth process, sometimes the things that hold us back is the fact that we're doing all of this growth, that all of this change is happening in us, yet we're still walking with these layers and these labels that no longer suit us, that no longer define us. And so today I'm challenging you and encouraging you from the bottom of my heart to really take an honest look at yourself and say, what label? am I wearing? And what layers is it time to shed? Maybe there are these boxes and these filters that you felt like you've had to fit into to be accepted, to be loved, to be seen, living authentically and living freely is about saying, no, I don't need to conform to the labels of this world, this label of Of so and so in my past, this label from a former adult, this uh, former adult in my life, this label from peers when I was in school growing up. Like, I don't need to conform to those labels because the labels that matter are the labels that God divinely created you and designed you for. You are not where you once were. You are in a new season that requires dressing differently. And acknowledging that there has been change and there has been movement. So let me get practical with you. Okay? The first thing, if you can and if you're able, you've kind of already started doing this if you did the exercise. Number one, you've got to recognize the labels. A lot of times as kids, we look for so much for our identity. We look to our parents, we look to our peers, we look to leaders for our identity. Because even if you grew up Christian and even if you were told God defines you, it's really hard as a kid to be able to know the difference between what God says and like what your parents says. Like it just, it's kind of a lot of times this, not necessarily the same thing, but it's hard to distinguish the two because your parents are your trusted source. Your parents are who you are modeling your life after or choosing not to model your life after, right? Your parents really define a lot of your early, early labels and your early identity. Peers, you know, I feel like I don't even need to go into that. Peers, peer pressure, um, popularity. And why we sit in these labels as kids is they create this like safety net around us. Okay, if I can be this person, if I can sit in this label... If I can control, if I know, if I put this label on myself and I adapt accordingly, then I will be accepted. Then I I know what is safe, right? If I have this label of I'm too much, and I adapt accordingly to minimize myself, to not be too dramatic, to not, you know, be entertaining or whatever, and I just kind of like, like suck back in, then I know that I will be accepted and loved and seen. And what I learned now, obviously, you know, is that that that's not my path. That's not that's not my design. My design is not to my design is to be out there, to be have a big personality. It allows me to reach people in a very unique way. So I want to encourage you to dig back into your childhood, to dig back into um, those moments those those jobs, those relationships, those friendships, and recognize those labels from others. And also be real and recognize those labels from yourself. Because like I said, sometimes we have these labels that we can't really pinpoint when they came. And we've just kind of been living with them. The next thing is, and my friend, um, Kendall Phillips, she has been talking about this this week and just really been challenging me. This is one of the reasons why I want to talk about this because I feel like my head is swirling all around this. But, um, the second practical thing I want to encourage you in is to speak life over the labels of yourself, to speak life. Um, my friend Kendall, when she was talking about this this week, she quoted Craig Groeschel who says, you do what you do because... You, bleh, you do what you do because of what you think of you. And so my, what I've taken away from what she shared and that quote is my mind is so powerful and behavior modification does not always create change Like, I want you to think of like a toddler. Like, if you're like talking to a toddler, if you're training on toddler, it's one thing to try to change their behavior, but how you really get change is to try and help them understand the why, to help them understand why their behavior needs to be changed, to try to connect with them. It's like, it's a mind thing, right? It's a mind thing. And I feel like we all know this, but we actually don't live it out. So, for example, what my friend Kendall was talking about is she was encouraging people. She was using the example of like getting up early. And she's like, smack me across the head with this one because I have said for years, like, okay, let me go back. Kendall was like, I can't sit here and create like an accountability group because I can't sit here and create challenges because that's behavior modification. Like the thing that I can encourage you is to really get deep down and change your mindset and channel your why and help you believe something different about yourself. You do what you do because of what you think of you. And she's, so she's talking about getting up early. And I just felt so convicted because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want to get up early. I want to get up early. I want to have an earlier start to my day. Like, I just want to be better at that. And let me tell you, it does not matter what time I set my alarm. It does not. Like, I've tried every strategy in the book. I've tried putting my phone across the room. I've tried different alarm clocks. Like, I've tried all of the quote unquote behavior modification changes. And it just does not create long-lasting change. It doesn't. And so what Kendall was challenging, she, she referenced Romans 12 too, that says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And she said, we have to renew our mindsets. And so in this example, she said, like, tell yourself. I am someone who gets up early. I am a morning person. I am like, and just start using those I am statements, which is kind of similar to what we were doing at the beginning of this episode, right? And it's not in like in a delusional sense, but it's starting to train your mind, trying to train your brain to believe something different about yourself. And I just felt so convicted because I have said for as long as I can remember, I am a night owl. I am a night owl. It does not matter what what constraints I put on my nighttime routine or how I set up my morning routine. I do not get tired at night. I feel very productive at night and I just have a hard time waking up in the morning. I am a night owl. And I just felt so challenged this week to to stop that language. And to start saying to myself, I am a morning person. And so I, I wrote on my mirror, like, I am a morning person. I meal prep. I move my body every day. I spend time with Jesus. Like all of these things that I want to create good habits about. And I say them out loud to myself every multiple times a day multiple times a day. And while these are very practical things, like these are not like the deep down digging stuff. I was like, okay, if I can do things about my lifestyle and if I can do things to change my lifestyle habits, if I can switch my mindset there, what other things can I switch my mindset for? And so I started with these, I wake up early. I meal like all those things I just, I just labeled like, right saying these things not in delusion but in saying like this is who I am. I am somebody who wakes up early. I am. That is who I am. Now, do I have it perfect? No. But think about the power that comes when I I say I am a morning person, I wake up early versus I, I'm just a night owl and I just can't ever go to sleep. I'm always wired awake. I have conditioned my brain to stay awake at night because that is who I am. Like seriously, I'm absolutely serious. It has shifted my brain. Like our brains are moldable. I have books after books after resources after resources that prove this point that I have been diving into for the last several months. And if you want those, message me and I will give you the recommendations. But like there is so much talk about creating new habits. We're hearing it all the time. There's so many viral thoughts about atomic habit and seven, you know, the seven, what is the, you know, you know the book I'm talking about, the habits of an effective leader, seven healthy habits of effective, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, anyways, if you don't look it up, I'm not gonna look it up right now, but, um, seven highly effective habits. Okay, moving on. Um, it's literally right on my shelf. It's really annoying. But we hear all these things about changing your habits. And I just wonder what would happen if not only we use those tools to change our like daily lifestyle habits, but also use them to change what we believe about ourselves. To change those labels. Versus like taking the labels, for example... I am too much and replacing it with I'm somebody who loves big, who celebrates big, who pursues intentionally. Like if I say that versus I'm too much, think about the freedom that that creates. Think about the freedom that shows up in our lives when we start saying those things And so I hope this is all making sense. I hope this encourages you to really be honest with yourself and go, who am I? And why have I been wearing these labels? And what is holding me back? What mindset changes do I need to step into? Because if we are going to truly pursue authenticity and if we're going to have grace for our growth process, we have to move forward we have to give ourselves the place to grow and we have to shift our mindsets we have to work forward and i know this is hard i know that i'm asking some of you to do a lot and i know there are some of you listening that are like i don't even know where to start i get it and i there have been seasons and there are certain parts of my story and part of my life that I'm, I'm not going to share at this stage in my life, but there are certain parts of my life that I cannot do it on my own. And I have to partner with the Lord and I have to partner with other people in my life, mentors, professionals, like to help me navigate these labels and these redefining of mindsets. And so I want to encourage you, if this feels like a lot for you, that's Okay. Number one, ask the Lord. Invite him into this process. He's the one who created you and he's the one who designed you and he's the one who gave you all of these things and your personality and purpose. He's the one that gave you all of that. Invite him into this process. Spend some time with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to speak over your life. Get into the word and allow the word and what you learn about God's character and the promises that he gives you to seep into your life and help you redefine who you are. There is affirmation after affirmation after affirmation in scripture of things that you can speak over your life to help you redefine your life. That's number one, invite God in, invite his word in. And number two, reach out and ask for somebody else to help you if this is overwhelming, if this is hard, don't be afraid to ask for help. This, I am so passionate about this because it has radically changed my life. Radically changed my life, pulling back these labels and these layers to live freely, authentically me. You want to know how I do it? You want to know how I live authentically? As I work hard at identifying the labels and I partner with people in my life and say I need help diving into this. There are blind spots in my life. There are things that confuse me. There are ways that the enemy tries to attack me and attack my mind and attack my identity, and I partner with people, mentors, coaches. I partner with people to help me in. And so, I You know my heart. I don't want this to be sales pitchy, but I want you to know that it is one of my greatest joys and my greatest honors to do this with people. And so if you are like, I absolutely need this in my life, I have, you know, I've talked about it before. I have a three-month coaching slash mentoring program where we really dive into it. And if that's like, oh, that's a big commitment. I don't know if I can commit to it. Then I've got 60 minute sessions, which is like, um, we can get a lot done in 60 minutes, but it'll give you a taste of what that would be like of us just having that conversation and start having this. Or maybe you're listening and you're you're going, hey, I don't necessarily know if I want to commit to something, but I would love to talk about this further and ask you questions further. Um, That session, I call them virtual coffee chats. They're 60 minutes. It's like, let's sit down and grab a cup of coffee. Those sessions are exactly what that's defined that for. And I've just recently restructured the pricing. I've changed the pricing. So um, I'll put the link in the show notes. But if you want somebody to walk with you to help highlight maybe these things that you are saying, these things that you're speaking as if they're truth and they're not, they're just labels. They're actually not your identity but they're the labels that you have worn to cover your true identity or to fit in or to adapt. I would be honored to be one of those people in your life. Please find somebody if you need somebody. But I want to let you know that I am available and here to partner with you, to stand with you, to listen to you, to cry with you, to speak truth in to encourage you, and to empower you along this journey. I can't tell you the amount of stories, story after story after story of individuals that I have worked with that have found this deeper level of freedom that has impacted their jobs, that has impacted their dating life, that has impacted how they view themselves, how they love themselves, how they show up with their families, how they talk with their families. Like, it is possible for you. If you are willing to do this work, to define those labels, to step into freedom, it's there for you. It's there for you. You are not cookie cutter. You are not a standard model. You are so unique and uniquely designed and sometimes the things that make us the most unique and the most valuable to this world are the exact things that the enemy wants to attack. Because if the enemy can take away your confidence in your uniqueness and make you feel like you need to fit in with everyone else and be like everyone else, then you're not as much of a threat to him. So I want to invite you in. I want to invite you in and challenge you to step in. I know it's challenging, but I promise it will change your life. I cannot stop thinking about this this week. I cannot stop focusing on it myself this week. And so I just wanted to share with you this week. I know this was a long one, but um, I love you. I really do. You are so unique and you're so special. I seriously love you to pieces. And um, I cannot wait to hear of the breakthrough that comes through this. Please, please, please DM me. Reach out to me. Let me know what stands out to you. Let me know what hits home. Let me know how I can encourage you, how I can pray for you. Um, And I'll see you again soon. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Grace for the Growth podcast with Courtney Leo. I hope that this conversation encouraged you and inspired you on your own growth journey and as you pursue a life full of authenticity and freedom. I want to encourage you to interact with us on social media at Grace for the Growth and at Leo. Also, if you've got any ideas, way that these episodes have impacted you or encouraged you, I want to invite you to either DM us or email us at hello at graceforthegrowth.com. Until next time, I challenge you to embrace your story, welcome the messy, sit in the unknown, and live authentically. Bye-bye now.